system for offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib jab. Jib jab, jib jab, jib jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. You decide in the, uh, the deep darkest months of winter to leave people on the hook for not one two weeks sorry two weeks when i say it's been like a very very shitty stressful yes. two weeks you're for, for me not for everybody no, else no, no, it's no, just it's been you. for me i mean maybe for everyone else but definitely for you but just you know i mean just to like calm people's nerve nothing with you no you're not dying no, I'm Nothing dealing like with that. stuff with my yeah, parents, but like serious shit with my parents and, you know, yeah, assisted shit. living and financials. And I'm just, I also, I did have a shot in my foot the other day, which that didn't help. That's right. I it's was, uh, a, it's been a lot and I've been having a hard time managing. Okay. So. Well, that's, that's the last all right. thing I wanted to do was sit here and talk. Or at least people didn't want to hear what the fuck you wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, you don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. That's even worse. I'm like, if I'm going to talk, it's going to be about what I'm going through, and nobody wants to hear that, so let's just skip skip around it. Well, we have skipped right around it. Here we are. It is the- uh, Did you say skipped? Yeah. Making up my own words, man. Listen, <laughs> do you hear Gen Zers? We can make up new words all the time. That's true. Uh, skipped right past it. Here we are. Episode 236 of the Pat and AJ Podcast. Thanks for turning me I appreciate you Crap. turning down my microphone. I didn't know I was mic one. Holy shit balls. <laughs> Just fucking cough into the microphone. All right, at that I will. Point. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were too. <laughs> you know you did professional radio for like 20 years. Do you know Scott. you do you know you currently still happen to work for one of the biggest <laughs> radio organizations out there? But I work alone. I have to worry about one <laughs> microphone and that's my own. <laughs> Forget what it's like to work with two. In two weeks, she's all off fair, again. No, to be fair, That's when we were working in radio, you were the one who dealt with the microphones. I did do all the buttons as it, because I had to, you know, justify my fucking salary. I felt like, you know, I'm like, let me at least be the guy who hits the buttons. I'll be like, ooh, look, he knows how to hit the I buttons. I mean, it's true in radio, just doing your job is never enough. enough. You got to justify your paycheck. <laughs> I said that to AJ because she's finally started to, to turn the corner on this. And this is kind of weird for me. If, if, if you guys don't play the at-home version of the game, I'm a, I'm a mental health uh, therapist now, right? I'm a counselor. I'm a shrink, whatever. Um, so I did a lot of education. You learn a lot. Um, and it's weird because you kind of go through that looking glass, and I think it's naturally someone in my position, you, you start to look at people, and you can start sizing them up. Yeah. Not that you're trying to size them up, but they reveal who they are in their personality and then you easily in your head put together sometimes some key characteristics and go oh that person obviously may swim in these waters which means a, this kind of diagnosis and aj's finally getting to the point where i think she realized and she's been the one bringing it to me i don't bring it to her um that that she probably is in the world of the adhd land 100 percent, yeah since i was a kid it's 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 all it's all coming together no shit i don't know what these hds are but they just told me i got 80 of them so <laughs> uh but yeah adhd if you don't know attention deficit hyperactivity disorder different than add right uh yeah add yes. is attention deficit disorder Which you have uh yeah 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 probably probably both i'm probably swimming with everyone um but but you have slowly started to figure out hey here's all these things in my life that i've done to kind of self-soothe yeah 
throughout my life. And we were talking about it. And I, I, I said, boy, there wasn't a better weaponization of undiagnosed people with some neurodivergencies, right? From ADD, ADHD, probably OCD. I said, there was not a better corporate weaponization in the 90s when they said, hey, guys, we got this new thing. It's called multitasking. Right. And you're going to I always have- just thought I was a really good multitasker. Right? Like, like, and AJ's like, fuck yeah, look at me. I'm doing what you want me to do. Meanwhile, your grandfather did one job. I know. And did one specific thing at that job for 50 fucking years. Both my grandfathers, very calm men. Right? <laughs> but it was like, they figured out like, all right, we got these new class of people. How do we best, you know- put them to work yeah. and they made up a fucking word for it. And cause you used to always kind of pride yourself on that. When I would see AJ in a tizzy, like at the radio station doing like 9 million things, I'd sometimes be the guy that's like, dude, you got to fucking chill out. You got to yeah. basically not give a shit. And you would always look at me like, listen, just cause you're not good at multitasking. Don't get mad at me. Cause I know how to do 90 things at once. You're the one who needs to only do one thing at one time. I didn't realize it wasn't a good thing. Fuck no. But I mean, you know, hold on. What's the dog one he over just, here? Just empty his basket. Oh, He's throwing right. it fit. Cause he, he can't get his bone out. There you go. There you go, sir. You have it all. I also so. figured out too, that like, just, I need to keep my hands busy. I've been like that since I was a kid. Yeah. Which is why I have trick, trichotillomania, which is where you pull out hairs. Which is a little bit of OCD. It's a like bit all of OCD, this stuff. Yeah. By the way, don't get caught up on this. People get so caught no, up I'm on getting, like I'm not getting caught up on letters like, and, and, and what it is. It's all stuff that kind of swims in the same waters and, and it's it's just something that, you know, you maybe you have to swim a little bit differently well, against that current. And that's the thing. I don't walk around and say, Hey, I'm sorry, I have ADHD. <laughs> I have O C D. Like I don't say that. I just I manage it. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay if you say that and acknowledge it. But you also do just kind of have to manage it. It It's hard, but you got to do it. Is it almost weird now? Because you do, AJ, not that we'll get into it, but she does. She still works in the radio world um, for a news organization. And you do a very specific, almost because you're also a a union gal these days, right? Um, You do kind of one specific thing. There's not a lot of multitasking because there's rules against it, right? Like another department would never call you over and say, we need you to do this because that's kind of a whole. So how yeah. are you doing now that you're kind of the most, like, I, I, I have an answer in my head, but I'm curious as to what you say. But how is it now that you're so, like, you do one thing at a time? Um, Honestly, yeah. I'm okay with it only because I switch between jobs. Not as much anymore, though. But I I used, you mainly do one well, job. I you know. used to go between three departments as a floater, but you really, for the... The most Which part. I, I have never really felt is a good thing because I. No, nah, you should do one thing. I yeah. just did a job on Friday that I haven't done in nine months. And I, I messed it up a few times. Yeah. And, you know, people. What do they are, call that job in, uh, well, they, they used to use this term in radio probably everywhere else. Utility players. Remember that? Back yeah. back when they had a few more dollars in their budget, they'd hire someone. They'd go, well, what does that guy do? You're like, utility player, man. Which no. means he's just going to kind of do a little bit of everything. Well, no, well, I no, you do one very specific thing. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a so. Different how job. is that like? Is it weird for you because you are kind of like you know you you flutter around. You want to do lots of different things. I'll tell you what annoys me is yeah. that the job I normally do most of the time, mm-hmm. most you know probably full time somewhere in the future. You might as well just say this is what you do. This yes. is what I do. It's a combination of on air and writing, news writing. Okay. Which is a combo of both unions, but oh. I'm only allowed, like 
right now I'm in both unions. Okay. But that specific job, they only consider on air. And I get really annoyed because the writing is actually a bigger part is of it. it like I have to write, I have to edit myself. I have to make sure everything is objective. Everything is correct. Yeah. And I'm almost annoyed that I'm like, well, why why can't I still be in both unions? I'm writing and I'm on the air at the same time. I mean, it seems confusing and that's probably the stuff that's probably the stuff that gives people who are, you know, have a negative view on unions and yeah. organized labor, that gives them like all the fuel they need to yeah. be like, see, this is what we're talking about, which I mean, maybe some things get a little bit too big for their britches, but your see, I was gonna say this is how AJ deals with it, because she is. I mean, she sits at a desk that is right behind me and does kind of, you know, like she said there, two minor things that equal one thing. But for the most part, you're doing the same thing day in, day out. It's yeah. not very fluxy like our old world was, right? Yes. Our old world, you're doing a radio show, then maybe you're delivering cupcakes to a fucking school at like exactly, 1 p.m. yeah. Um, I was going to say AJ, and this is because she's working at home, totally gets her yayas out by doing shit around the house. The shit she gets accomplished... In the meantime, in between time, and I'm not talking like she's blowing off work, but if, oh, she, no. if she gets like 10 to 15 minutes of where she's waiting to be assigned something, I will do something. She gets up and it's either laundry, um, a Roomba's running, uh, you're putting away dishes. Yeah, but I don't think that, I think that's very, what I've super learned. Super productive. No, 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 what, very no, no, no. productive. What I've learned is that since the pandemic, this is how a lot of people are doing the work from, the work from home thing because- yeah. Otherwise, if I didn't work at home, I would have to come home and do all this shit. Afterwards. Afterwards, cook dinner, try to try to possibly work out, get my kid to his activity. I mean, that's ridiculous. But do you think that's not where the magic is of going into a place? Because then you do have that, you can that, disconnect, that yeah. downtime, right? And then you use that 10 to 15 minutes for, yeah, like you said, maybe you disconnect. Um, maybe you talk to a coworker. Maybe you're like, oh, I heard about a, a concert coming to town. Let me look it up. Um, you're almost forced to sit in neutral, which, you know. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I love working from home. I really no, I do. do too, but it's, it's just very, I, I just like seeing how, how we plug holes, right? Like no yeah. matter where you go, there you are, but you're probably still the person you were in the last I place. I don't mean this to sound sexist. I think it's a very mom, female yeah, thing. Sexist. Love you. You're, you're all the is. Oh yeah. You're sexist. Am I? You you're homophobic. You're a saxophonist. <laughs> no, it's very You're a transformer. Much. You're everything. Females in general, whether they're moms or not, doesn't matter, seem to that use is, those I, those extra few minutes to do things around the if house you where want, you, like Pat uses uh, his breaks to go get lunch or take an, a quick power nap. Fuck yeah, man. That's productive to my day. Because <laughs> um, it, it 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 does. It allows me specifically for my work i'm presenting myself the best version of myself every hour yeah. at the top of the hour to a new person so i use my time i need to do the things i need to do like eat or take a power nap because i can't just be like barely crawling across the finish yeah. line which can i say a little bit sometimes you do Oh, where yeah, I yeah. see you on nights where you're like, motherfucker, one last yeah. fucking thing, and then I'm done with this shit. I can't show that. So I do got to take care of myself. So I wonder if it wasn't a little bit more like that. You know, yeah. again, the standards that we are, that we uphold ourselves to are just the standards that are kind of put before us, right? And I am very into giving myself downtime now be that yeah. I work from home because I can. Like, I, if I'm like, if I do all this, you know, I have an, I have like a 45 minute break during my on-air shift. That's an interesting, hold on. That's an interesting part, even though I learned from some of my clients, Arizona is a no-break state. That's right. 
unbelievable. You we, guys. we, you can work for 19 hours. We don't legally got to nope. give you shit. So the, the way it works at my job is that if I'm on the air, yeah, I have a straight eight hour shift. However, however, I have a little b- built in break there. Now I can use it to work if I want, just like anybody else, or I can take the <laughs> right, break. That, hold on. That's the other hustle. By the way, the manufacturing guys, I know. the guys like my grandfather who worked for Sears for 50 years when it was lunchtime, they blew the fucking whistle. Yeah. You left. You went to a lunchroom or you went outside with your lunch pail. You talked to some guys. You smoked a cigarette. Probably had a couple drinks. Yeah. And then you went back to work. All of a sudden, in corporate culture, we said, hey, here's lunch. Why don't you eat it at your desk? Don't you think maybe they're just overworking us? Hey, well, exactly. That's the fucking hustle. That's the hustle. Instead of, instead of wearing it as a badge of honor, like I worked through my lunch oh, break, maybe, maybe just used- come out and say um, they're overworking yeah. us. So my on-air shift, I get eight hours, yeah. but I have a break. But so, but, but, but now, let me finish. You so, don't clock out though. It's not no. like a traditional at this time, no. like, it th- like you work overnight. So it's not like it's a traditional at 4 a.m., you are unavailable from 4 to 4.15 because that is your break. It's, yeah, it's, no. it's not like that. No. Okay. But when I'm doing a news writing shift, I'm scheduled for seven and a half hours because there's no break built in. Okay. So they're uh, basically bonusing you an extra half hour of pay. Still not giving you a break, by the no, way. Well, Still don't get a break. I mean. Still don't get a fucking it was break. was so busy on Friday. I don't know. I mean, the news cycle, if you looked on Friday, was nonstop. It was insane. Man. I literally had to tell my assignment editor, I said, I need to get up and go to the bathroom. And if that's a problem, like too bad. Like nobody in, like nobody can sit for seven and a half hours and not get up and stretch their legs and take a bathroom break. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going out to lunch, I mean, but I, I am getting up to go to the bathroom listen, and you're just going to have to wait a minute. I mean, if I, I talked about this, I had to have had somewhere on this that I believe in a couple hundred thousand years, um, whatever society is around and civilization will look back on on this society and they'll be really, I think, interested by the work economy and yeah. just we all kind of put ourselves to work, right? Because before this, it was kind of just we had roles. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Let's take like the Native Americans that were all hanging out here before Christopher Columbus ran into it. Um, you know, they had roles yeah. in a tribe, but there wasn't like I had to wake up, do something uh, for someone. And then that person gave me something in exchange. And there, you know, it was more just like we did things. And I'm so curious. And just as we go forward, will they look back and be like, dude, get this? Yeah. This well, is what they did. And listen to you now. I mean, you don't have a fucking break. Yeah. And guess what? I don't think because you work out of Arizona, even though you're a remote employee, I don't think you have a case to tell, no, I have no to case. tell your employer they you need a break. They could give a like, shit if I eat or yeah. pee my pants. Like, they don't care. I always like a Chris Rock's um, bit. It's an old bit, man, probably 20 years old by now, where he says that minimum wage is your employer telling you, if I could legally pay you less, <laughs> I, I would, would. But I can't. But they won't let me. I think a, a, a good way to explain it, and, you know, maybe this is just me and my age. I'm 41. But I try to explain this to a lot of boomer age people, like my parents, some of my relatives, you know, who claim that, you know, our generation doesn't want to work anymore. That's not true. We do want to be productive members of society. The difference is, is that when you were working full time, you got paid a living wage. I say there there was much more of a, of a quid pro quo. Yeah, my my grandfather who worked for um, Wisconsin Electric. Yeah, when I couldn't remember he what it was for called. We Energy. Yeah, but he lived in uh, the Chicago suburbs. Oh, even better, he's a bootlegger. He, was a bootlegger. he took the fucking Wisconsin income back to Illinois. He would. Surprised they didn't tax him higher. He would. <laughs> 
he would drive to work in the morning, come back at like six at night. He's one of those. He's a uh, Craig Carson. Remember yeah. the old DJ from Milwaukee? Yeah. That guy lives in like Northern Illinois. He drives to Milwaukee for work every but day. But he worked 40 hours a week. He could afford a house, mm. a nice house, because, yeah. you know, back then it cost like $38,000. He had eight <laughs> children, which he could afford to have. Now, hold on. Counterpoint to that. Is it not better that we're broker now because maybe people don't have as many kids? I don't. I think that's still a choice. I know people I who are know. still pumping out, pumping uh, out kids. Like I don't know. I feel like 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 uh, back then, you know, uh, you just pop them out. But that's the point: is that you know, my grandfather could afford eight kids in a house yeah, on yeah, forty yeah. hours a week. On, I mean, he wasn't. Well, you just you know what? You, you know? just turned this into the boomer podcast because you're just bitching about stuff. See, this is now. This is why I said we had to mention why we've been off. Because that, 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 that's where all this little, like, bubbling goo is coming from, is she's dealing with other shit. I can tell her going into the waters of mer. Uh, it's all right. Don't be mer. I'm not mer. We've had a good, hold on, we've had a good couple of weeks. We got a chance yeah. in the midst of all this, because, you know, remember, the sun will always shine again. Um, we got a chance to go to our local hometown music festival. You guys know us. We talk about going to shows and music festivals. Yeah, I'm sure that annoys you if you don't annoys like that Annoys people who's probably not into it. Like, what the fuck? They keep saying weird band names and I don't know what and they plur. talk about. What the, you know, but no, we, we do this and we are so lucky that where we live here in Tucson, Arizona, we have our own local thing, which oddly enough is kind of a, um, a goiter on the neck, a football-sized goiter, um, on the neck of a even bigger event yeah. that happens in the area. And so for once in our lives, we don't have to travel. When we were in Michigan, the closest thing we probably had going on was, was electric, forest. electric forest. And even that, it's a fucking up north. You yeah. got to travel. Um, obviously, Bonnaroo, you gotta, gotta that's travel, a huge yeah. travel. Anything you want to do, you got to travel. So this is like our opportunity to go to a local event and it's here in our hometown, so we get to sleep in our own beds. Listen. Huge, huge sticking point. I, I, I love music festivals, but when you have to go back and sleep in like a tent. I think the older you get, I mean, <laughs> well, and let's, that, yeah. let's be honest, we're in our 40s now. And yeah. there's plenty of 20-something-year-olds and younger who that have that. who have a fucking blast. Yeah. On like a lumpy air mattress in a tent, but yeah. we're fucking old. And we have a few more dollars in our pocket, so we choose not to. Yeah. Now, normally, we bring the comforts of home. Like, if, if we go to Bonnaroo, deal with the dog. He's barking at something. Um, if we go to Bonnaroo, we, we bring an RV at this point. So, we, we, we go as close as trying to bring the comforts of air conditioning and all that shit with us. But you, you get some local, like we just had here, uh, Gem and Jam. You get to drive home every night. Only shitty part is then you got to figure out your uh, sobriety, right? Which... AJ, we, we plan our sobriety ahead of time. AJ has like, you know. I have a system. She has so much anxiety and all types of shit. Like she doesn't engage a lot in like substances. I'm way more of like a fucking guy that. No. Not, not with booze. Not with booze, by the way. But, you know, I have fun at these things. AJ, I, engage, I think you're happy to be there. Well, yeah, but I also, I engage in substances super early. Yeah. So that by the time we leave, I'm 100% fine to drive, which I always am. Yeah. And then Pat, you know, he just kind of all in. engages all night. All in <laughs> and then fine. just drag me home at a certain time. I, I get it. Which is, you know, uh, also, by the way, a little bit of a downfall. It's great having this great local music festival. Um, the, the, the downside is it's the closest... 
that I've seen us come to the old days, which is back when, you know, Pat was two steps off a 12-step program when it came to alcohol. Thank you, Wisconsin, for fueling that one over the edge. Oh, don't blame the state. <laughs> Listen, I had to fight to keep it up in Utah, but when I when I, I came know. to Wisconsin, they're like, here you go, buddy boy. Um, Back then, we would be out having a good time, and because, again, my wife is more responsible than I will ever be, there'd be a certain point where she'd be trying to drag me home, and I'd be that fucking obnoxious drunk. And, she, you know, she'd be like, can we fucking go? And I'm like, come on, it's a party. And, like, he wasn't responsible enough for me to just leave him there and no, get home No, no, that'd be the worst thing. You couldn't yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. I was a fucking toddler, right? Um, so it's it's this is, like, the most grown-up, healthy version of it where we'll be at these music festivals like like this one where it's local. And I'm having a good time all night. And my wife, eventually at some point, says, hey, hey, baby, I, th- I, th- I think I'm ready to go home. Yeah. And it's like the most evolved version of it because, uh, again, I'm not drunk, so it's a different kind of whatever where I just usually make a, make a, a quick barter for my, um, a, you know, exit from the event where I go, can we get cheese fries on the way out? Of course. Always. Oh, we can. Well, then, ma'am, I will follow you wherever you want me to go. <laughs> It's like the most healthy grown up version of like the it old is. days of her yelling at me to like leave a bar. And she's not upset about it. By the no. way, she's evolved too. She's learned how to talk to me. She gets real like, hey, just so you know. She talks to me like Nanaland. Yeah. Have you guys all been watching Nanaland? We all know Nanaland. I don't think anybody's actually watching it in the United States. I think we've seen on TikTok the and viral, Instagram. Yes. Nanaland and uh, Mona. Who's that wonderful girl? I mean, that's, that's literally how like, She'll she'll like you know talk talk to me as I'm little Mona there, and she's trying to explain to me like, "Hey, I think I'm getting a little tired. Do you want to get home right now? Are you having fun there? Are you having fun? Well, like, it might be time to think well, about you know, going you, home. You, you, <laughs> you know, a good time isn't meant for a long time. <laughs> so maybe we got to start walking back to the car. And I'm just okay. She's fried. Uh, it's just, you know, self-care. I yeah. know that put at 41, pushing myself beyond my limits, will la- the, the repercussions will last Let for days. Let me tell you, the festival we go to, and just in case you want to look it up and, and, and be like, boy, these are real bands. Gem uh, uh, and Jam, I boy, because it's kind of a, it's an electronic slash jam festival, um, the, the average age, I feel like, is older, too, of, yeah. like, anything. Like, definitely than, like, a forest. Like, Electric Forest. Yeah, and very young. Skewing. The uh, Coachellas of the world. Yeah. Very young. But Gem and Jam is, like, an older vibe. There's some old folks like us out there, man. Yeah, but also, and I say this to everybody, because when I, we go to these things, I have people my age saying, gosh, I'd love to go to one of those. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you are at any of these. And if it does, it's not a real that festival. That is true. I'll tell you what. Sunday night, um, and again, I mean, day by day, it's a three-day festival um and 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 day by day different acts you'll see a little bit of a swing in the crowd and sunday night was i think by far probably the most 30 plus lineup and i was sitting there watching the headliner a great funk band out of uh, philly called lettuce uh like the leaf and they were playing and there was a cat next to me i have a video of a man i'm gonna put him a comfortable mid to late 60s yeah okay not like decrepit by any stretch but you know mid mid to late 60s when you're decrepit you may want to go to a music festival but you can't yeah yeah you can't and i mean grooving getting down 
And I mean, he fit right in next to like, I don't know, the person dressed up as a fucking magical fairy next to him. I also do think that is a generational thing now as where like our generation, when we were young, would go to a festival or something like that yeah. and look at somebody older and say, why are you here? True story. The, nowadays, everybody just says, it's cool as fuck. Glad to have you here. We all have the same interests. We're Did all here see, for the um, same reason. They don't care how old you are. Do you see the IG that I sent you of uh, the old ladies on uh, Fremont Street breaking it down? No, oh, I, I missed that man, one. You got to check your phone. Listen, she will read all of her texts from every person except me. Okay. He sends she me will, an overwhelming amount of Instagram She is fucking reels. lying to you. She has communication every 30 seconds with a 12 or 15 different groups or people. But when it comes to me, I'm blocked, I'm muted, she doesn't care. That is not true. I will tell you right now what I sent you. There's these three old, uh, I mean, blue hairs, right? Yeah. These aren't like the hot, the, the, the hot old ladies now. I was just talking about this with AJ. We've been watching all this shit about the Von Erich wrestling family because we watched uh, the, uh, what is it? The uh, Iron, Claw. Iron Claw movie. I said, man, back then... You became an old lady at like 42. Yeah, it's true. At 42, you cut the hair, you got the updo. Um, what was What's the big joke going around now is that um, uh, Alice, the maid from the uh, Brady Bunch, yeah. um, she's five years older than me. Jesus. Think about that for a second. Jesus. She was 46, She she, but they made her look like she was 60-something. But we were just talking about that. I said, listen, women are hotter for a long time. I would fuck a 70-year-old these days. We are living longer, yeah. Have you seen Martha Stewart, for Christ's sakes? And I mean, I get it. She's got the money and time and, you know, uh, patience in prison to be able to work on her look and keep it all nice. She was not in prison for that long. Well, no, but she did a little bit of a stress, you know? Good for her. Um, But, you know, women are, like, the whole age thing has changed. I was trying to tell my son that because we were talking about, I forgot, someone dying back in the day. And they died somewhere in like their early 60s. And he's like, oh, that's young. And I'm like, man. Is that weird? Yeah. And, and I'm like, you know what? Back then it was like, yeah, your, your, your dads were retiring at 55. And they're keeling the yeah. fuck over by the time they were 63. That's part of the problem I've been having in the last two weeks with my parents. They're going into a senior apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, they really should be in assisted living, but they can't afford it. Because, you know, we just throw old people out like trash in this country. America, you know? baby. America. Um, but they are too young for a lot of the benefits that could get them into assistance. They living. are young. They're, they, your parents have the same problem that my mom had. My mom was uh, like 65 when, yeah. when she got sick. And she was, even then, even though she was above the retirement age. Uh, she was too young. She to, was just, yeah. the, I mean, I, I'm talking about like 20 fucking years. Well, and that's the other thing. You know, these assisted livings. Holy it's, shit, man. It's, it's very messed up. And if you've ever dealt with it, you'll understand. One of the first things they ask is, well, do your parents have a house they can sell for, you know, because they want that money. They're it's, like, it's, they it's all about assets yeah. and what you can pay for. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, but they're not going to make that much off it. And I'm also thinking their age, you know, yeah. they're not 75, 78. They're going to live for a they long time. They are in their mid 60s. They absolutely will not make enough money for your six grand a month assisted living. Yeah. So it is, it's hard because I mean, people are living longer and, but that doesn't necessarily but then have mean. they financially planned to no. live long. Like, like, I mean, we're probably, 
I would think we're in a very weird pocket where we have been able to financially plan a little bit. Yeah, but I think we're going to be like us and a little bit younger. We're just going to um, uh, work longer well, and yeah. be more productive. So we're going to financially plan. Now, all of a sudden, you got folks who maybe only I mean, God bless you. I don't know where you are on the rainbow, but. Um, maybe they only plan on making it to a certain age yeah. and that was kind of the goal. And now all of a sudden, maybe you need help sooner or the opposite. Uh Oh, I've outlived my expectations. Yes. I thought I was only going to live this long. And now here I am your grandmother, AJ's grandmother buried her husband. What year? 2008. 2000. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, you're, you're messing it up. 2009. Grandma Schultz, man. Oh, Grandma Schultz. Grandma Schultz. Oh. When did Grandma Schultz bury Grandpa Schultz? 1989. 1989. What year did Grandma Schultz die? Uh, 2017. There you go. But, but, but <laughs> She lived a solid 30 yeah. after her husband. Look at those expectations. I know, but on the other hand, then, like my, my other set of grandparents, yeah. my grandfather died in 2008. And then right and after. And then Grandma died in 2010, and she immediately, like... After he died, started using a cane. Dude, we weren't she really willed sure why. herself yeah. to, to death. I have never once in my life seen someone. Well, actually, I did. My my grandfather did the same thing. Not that he was a picture perfect of health, but he was an old man chugging along. Yeah. My grandma died. That old man was in the grave yeah. 12 fucking months later. I mean, later. it goes one of two ways. You either outlive your spouse by a right? lot or you just die at the same time. I would say AJ, she would, she would be Grandma Schultz. She would live 40 fucking years after... She buries me. I guarantee. I don't know. I just don't allow think- myself to shut down. I don't. Even with these last two, the, to me, these last two weeks, shutting down has been not doing the podcast. To me, that's the failure of the last two weeks. Is mm. damn, we didn't do the podcast. Are you apologizing? I mean, because I pretty did, much. Yes, I'm I mean, sorry. I did ask, and you gave me the very firm like no, and I'm like, I got you, mama. But I feel I felt bad about it because I'm like, it's the least we can do for these amazing people that some, for some reason still listen to this. Yeah. you know, they and raised I the bad. money for this. Stuff. They did, yeah, and so I felt terrible. Thank but, you guys. But that's the extent of my shutting down. I've okay. still been going to work. I've still been existing. Yeah. I've still been doing. My daily, daily. Don't you stuff. like how we're old enough now? And this is absolutely like a fucking uh, offshoot of the fact that one of AJ's good friends lost her husband this yeah. past year at a very young age, a very unexpected loss. Um, you know, like, like now, me and you have these conversations, not as like teehee young twenty year olds, you know, where you're like Paul McCartney as a Beatle saying, "Will you still love me when I'm yeah. sixty fucking <laughs> Now four. we're having serious conversations. Yeah. Like now, we're literally sitting here going, "Okay, so you think if I die, you date again?" <laughs> We've also had the conversations of um, if there's a point where you have to wipe my ass, take me to a death with dignity state or country and get rid of me. Like, just let me go. Throw me out with the trash. I'm done with this shit. (laughs) That's where we are. It is. (laughs) She's even giving me permission. She's like, listen, find a nice woman. Find one fast that can take care of stuff. Well, and last weekend, too, I did last minute go to Portland. Oh, it's a great story. Which um, that was last minute, but it's also I'm I'm taking my exams to get my certification to be an Irish dance. You're teacher. leveling up in your Irish dance career. Yes. Um, so you had to go to Portland. I, yeah, wherever they offer the exams, you just kind of have to go. Okay. Um, and they were offering exams in Portland, and I'm like, well, that's you know we are on kind of the West Coast area. It's not the end of the world to travel. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we've talked about that when we Southwest were Southwest to Northwest is yeah. a lot more easier to do from Midwest well, to Northwest. Well, that's what we said when we were in Michigan and Wisconsin. 
the Pacific Northwest and the West Coast and the oh, Southwest so just seemed like another world. Now it does Going to Vegas from Michigan yeah. was a fucking haul. I remember. California seemed like another country yeah. then. I'm like, Vegas is the end of the earth. I flew like Flint to Vegas once and I was like, fuck, this is a long yes, flight. Yes, remember, I flew from Flint to Seattle and I said, yeah. that was insane. So long, yeah. Um, but now it was like a two and a half hour flight to Portland. Um, I've never been to Portland before. We did live in Seattle. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I know Portland's different, obviously. I mean, I remember the pipeline when, when we were in Seattle. I heard a lot of folks who either was from Portland or going to Seattle a little bit. A lot of folks would vacation, like folks yes. would do a road trip from Seattle to Portland. So I always felt like Portland was definitely Seattle light, just Seattle it down is, the coast a little it bit. Is. And as soon as I landed, I felt that way when I was driving to my hotel. I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels and looks just like Seattle. Yeah, it's yeah. just diff- It's just smaller. Um, but it was... It was really interesting, something I wasn't expecting, because when we lived in Seattle, it was such an awesome, hippie, happy place, and it was like- Before the downfall. It was before the downfall. <laughs> we, lived- we were there like on the cusp of it. Don't get me wrong. We saw the tidal wave coming. Yeah. We saw like, The tech man, tidal wave. There's a lot of rich people here. What? what? Where are all the normal people yeah. going to go? That was 2007. Yeah, it was about, yeah. And then I remember I went back and visited in 2016, and I came home saying- it's different, and I wouldn't want to live there again. Um, the so vibes change, yeah, man. Vibes change, people change. So I was wondering, I'm like, well, I wonder what Portland will be like. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> How's that vibe? <laughs> the first thing I was told when I got off the plane, <laughs> yeah. I went to get my rental car, and I said, hey, I wasn't able to sign up for the insurance online, but I, I want to get the insurance. Please, from personal experience, yeah. always get the rental car I insurance. I mean, that is true. I've had it happen where I dinged somebody's car, and they charged me hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for it when it shouldn't have been. So just always get the insurance. It's worth it. But I'm like, why wasn't that available online? And he goes, oh, because it scares people away because it's it's expensive. And I'm like, well, usually it's like 10 bucks a day. I was going to be there for about 40 hours. Yeah. It was $80. And I said, why? And he said, the amount of car thefts oh, yeah. in Portland <laughs> is an absolute, it's insane. He's like, we So had, hold on, you're telling me that Portland has gone from being Seattle-like to being San Francisco-like. Pretty much. You know, they're, now they're just a San Francisco up the coast as opposed to a Seattle down the coast. He's like, we have to charge more because otherwise the theft isn't included. He's like, we have had people who have had their so rental Portland cars stolen. So Portland just, listen, and, and I'm not here to bag on any city. No. I'm from Chicago. I'm from Milwaukee. I get so it. I got lots of folks that use yeah. my hometown in their vernacular as a fucking punchline. A war line. zone, yeah. Yeah, right? And it really is in other places, sure. But I can say if there are are places that have developed these societal reputations over the last let's say four years let's go pretty recent san francisco leads yes portland is up there close behind yeah seattle is up there i mean i think they said portland has the fourth highest crime rate in the country which i was shocked i was because again when i lived in the pacific northwest it wasn't like that it was happy hippie loving people that just love being outdoors and just love to be alive and it's and so, yeah, I paid for the car insurance. He yeah. said, we've had nine cars stolen out of the garage. And I said, don't leave anything in the fucking car. He goes, don't leave anything in the car. He goes, not even a charger. He goes, don't what leave it in the car. Fuck? And I said, wait a minute. Are you telling me that people literally did the tire damage thing to get the cars out of the parking garage? And he said, yes. Hell yeah, man. You can get around for at least a good 10 miles. And so then I pulled. You need to get to the other side of town. I was a little weirded out by it because I wasn't expecting it. I got to my hotel and I parked in a spot and I sent a Pat, Pat a picture of the sign right in front of my parking spot. Yeah, yeah. It said, 
Don't leave valuables in your car. We yeah. are not responsible for anything. <laughs> um, and it was a little jarring. It's and fucking crazy. It was, it was pretty crazy. I wasn't expecting it. Of this course, is, uh, I is... arrived at night too. So I'm like, I can't really get a feel for what everything's like. Didn't you say there was like a hobo and a hooker outside the hotel? Yes, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. When I parked. Hell in, yeah. I, I was sending Pat a text of the picture of that sign. And I saw um, probably a, 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 a female worker. We call them the a night. sex worker. A sex worker. It's a very positive term. You say she's a sex she's worker. She's a sex worker. A sex worker. Um, with, and he is a unhoused person. With, with no legs he in is a an, wheelchair. Uh, he is Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan got himself to Portland. She was pushing him through the, the parking lot of my oh, hotel. Oh, so they were teamed up together. Yes. Oh, they're like friends. It's like Lady and the Tramp. I mean, I wasn't judging. It was this just is a not, Disney movie. It was just not This is I, romantic. You just need to reframe it. You just need to put some cutesy music behind it. It was hilarious because they were walk, walking through the parking lot past my car. And then I went to the front door and there was this old couple, older couple who was clearly very, you know, probably decently well off. Okay. Who were wearing their hiking stuff. Gotcha. They looked terrified of the parking lot at night. Like they looked so scared. If you're not a little scared of most hotel parking lots (laughs) at night, and I don't care how nice the hotel is, because even in the, that's, you know, that's the part that's the scarier. If you really dig into stuff and this is the dirty little secret, they try to tell you, uh, little hotels is where the drugs and the hookers and the horn go on and this and that. Uh, the high-end hotels? They have that, too. Holy shit. It's just more sophisticated. You Do you know how many high-end escorts are walking around those big, fancy five-star hotels? Do you know how many high-end drug dealers are dropping off mountains of cocaine in rooms? <laughs> Trust me. Hotels are not... They're for no. nothing good. We don't go to places temporarily to do anything that we want a permanent fucking record of. I've traveled a lot in the last year for personal reasons, and I will say only one hotel I've been to did not seem sketchy. Right? They're all just... There's they a were certain, all sketchy. There's a certain amount of, you know what's going on next door? I don't know. No. Someone could be getting fucked, killed, or high. I have yeah. no idea. No, and 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 I I looked at reviews of these places. Like I'm like, I'm not gonna stay in like a, you know, yeah. an hour by hour motel here. <laughs> but every it's been hotel, a while for me for what <laughs> every hotel I've stayed in, except for one since then, even with good reviews, has <sighs> been a little sketchy. But I will say Portland yeah. during the day, absolutely gorgeous. Is it gorgeous. Yeah. Um I went and took my grade exams. Yeah. I passed, which was awesome. Um, and then I decided to go get lost in the wilderness because I've been having a lot of stress with my parents. So uh, Mount Hood is about 90 minutes away You're from doing Portland. doing hiking therapy. Yes. And it was kind of poignant because when we worked in Seattle, you could see Mount Hood from the window of the radio station. That's pretty crazy. And it's, I mean, it was far away. It wasn't as close as Mount Rainier, but you could see it. And I'm like, well, I did hike on Mount Rainier. So why don't I go hike on Mount Hood? And there is nothing. I If this, if this is your thing. Or if you don't, maybe you don't know what's your thing, but you need to discover it. Driving to a big mountain like that, a, a stratovolcano to be specific. It's a volcano. Yes. Um, is that the one they think could blow up and kill us all? No. Or is that another? That's no, Mount, Mountain Hood's dormant. That's Mount uh, Rainier. Well, Mount, I feel like Mount Rainier. There's could some fuck weird, you up. wacky, uh, you know, it's a conspiracy up there with the Pizza Gate that's all about some volcano and the PNW that they said could take out the entire country. I was nervous hiking on Mount Rainier. I was not nervous on Mount Hood. Oh. Uh, Mount St. Helens is the only one I still want to do, and that one blew up in the 70s, so I think we're okay. Do you think that's you, or because I'm just a fucking hippie like this, do you think it's it's um, the energy of the mountain that you're on, that one? One kind yes. of made you feel calm. One made you feel on guard. Yeah. So Mount Rainier was very ominous. Okay. Mount ominous. Ho- Mount Hood. The feeling of driving up to a mountain like that 
a huge mountain of a volcano, whatever. And knowing that you're just going to go get lost for a couple hours is the most calming, amazing feeling in the world. Like I turned this corner and driving there was gorgeous because it's Portland. Like I passed, I didn't get to stop, but I passed Multnomah Falls, like just all these gorgeous. Mm -hmm. um, And it was the Columbia River Gorge and right across there was Washington. And I'm like, God, like I could stop anywhere along the way here and just get lost for a couple hours, but I really wanted to go to Mount Hood. And I turned a corner and like, you can't see it because there's mountains everywhere. And all of a sudden there it is. And I was like, this is what I needed. And I drove, it was weird. This is how, if you think you've had a mild winter, um, it's February in Oregon. And they're like, you'll need, you'll need uh, chains on your tires. You'll need snowshoes, um, you know, yak tracks, which you attach, it's, attach hold to. Hold on, winter. It's winter. Yeah, what a thought. So my question was, I'm like, how far can I get up the mountain before like my rental car needs chains, which mm-hmm. I, I don't have. Uh, I just kept driving because there was one trail I wanted to get to and it was near the summit. I made it all the way up there and never once the snow was completely melted except on this. It was pushed to the side of the road. Sure. The roads were clear as day. It was so weird. Now there was a lot of snow on the mountain, but the roads were fine. But yeah, I went and got lost for a couple hours. Lost as in like I went on a trail that just, you Trust know. It. She ain't getting lost. She got lost. all the apps. She I got all trails. I've got yeah. the SOS on my phone. I know what I'm doing. But it was just amazing. And I just felt so good in that moment to... I did have yak tracks though. I did. They're um, these little rubber things that go over your shoes. Okay. And they have like little metal screws underneath so that you can, oh, so I you can step in the ice okay. and snow and not slip. They're not squatch tracks. That's the ones that people put on to make you think that there's Bigfoot out there. Squatch tracks. Those are the ones no. that they're big. Yak tracks are right. for running and hiking in ice and, and a little bit of snow. Hey, which by the way, Harry and Henderson, shout out to you guys right there because. Yeah, that's a great uh, movie. AJ uh, apparently uh, stumbled upon, like, the world's greatest uh, Sasquatch community. Yeah, I forgot that, like, Sasquatch is a huge thing in the PNW. And, like, as I'm driving up the mountain. Love the Squatch. There's all these gift shops that are, you know, about, like, you know, Bigfoot, Sasquatch. And so on the way back down, I said, well, there's a, I think it's called Mount Hood Village or something like that. It's probably the first village you come across on your way back down the mountain. So, so hold on now. Mount Hood is that a national park or a it's state a national park? forest? So are the it's like so, a step below. So this is like right outside the gates is where people then live, right? That's how oh. they always do it. Like someone has like a little town, a little yes. mountain town. And just gotcha. w- like looking to see, I'm like these people live here and how amazing. Yeah. Like just I would love to do that even for a short time. Sure, but yeah, this is the first village outside of you know the mountain, but it was still on the mountain. Yeah. And there was, um, you know, there's, there was a, oddly, a barbecue restaurant. Um, there are houses. I mean, they look like haunted houses. Like, they're little haunted shacks. <laughs> little shacks. That are, like, pat, backed into the mountain. Yeah. But still, they're, like, gorgeous and cute. Yeah. And, um, yeah, this first village, the first thing I see is a barbecue restaurant. And then I see, like, at the ranger station for Mount Hood, which is usually, that's the first thing you, you should stop at and figure out what you're doing and where you're going. And you're also, if you're hiking alone... Um, advice, you're supposed to let them know at yeah, the ranger station. Yeah. You're supposed to just give them your name and so say, I'm going to be on this trail. don't end up on Dateline. So then Pat could call and say, my wife has not come home for four days. Where was she hiking? And then they go find my body. Um, but yeah, there was the ranger station. And then right after that, there was this little L-shaped shopping um, like mall, there was a grocery store, grocery store, a Mexican restaurant, Mexican restaurant. And then there was a smoke shop, smoke shop. that doubled as a gift shop. There you go. And then there was a, a haircutting place and another restaurant at the end yeah. of it. Yeah. That's a town. It that's was America. Amazing. That's America. Well, right I was there. thinking, I'm all like, you need, this is all you really need. If you're yeah. living up here, like this is everything. Uh, you got a couple of places to eat out. You got a grocery store, yeah. you get your haircut. Listen, 
I've been watching Oppenheimer uh, again because it's up on Peacocks. You, we can all watch it together now. It's four, 14 million hours long. And what's the number one thing to get in all, all these scientists and all these people out in the desert? They go, build me a town. Yes. And what do they do? They build one main street yeah. and it's a barbershop yeah. <laughs> and it's a grocery store. Yeah. Uh, back then, probably tobacco shop, you know, yep. that's which is our new smoke shop yeah. right now. Instead of smoking tobacco and dying at 55, we smoke weed and we just chill out a little bit. Yeah, but dude. You give people yeah. the basics. That's all we need, man. This smoke shop was awesome because I went in there for. Yeah, hold on. You said it was a uh, like like a tour. It was a gift shop slash uh, slash head shop. So you yes. can get a bong and get a postcard. Yes. And and it was it was all kind of meshed together. Fucking it wasn't Portland. like separated by sections. So you just kind of had to walk around and look for what you wanted to find. Yeah. Um, but everything there was uh, Sasquatch themed. And I f- kept forgetting. I'm like, it's Pacific Northwest. Of course it is. So I got an awesome sweatshirt <laughs> that said, try to keep up. And it had Sasquatch running down Mount Hood. Got the Squatch. And then it said, hike Mount Hood, which I loved because I'm like, I just did that. But yeah, I, I got our dog like a stuffed Sasquatch. Yeah, he does. He has it on the floor right here right now. <laughs> um, And this, this store was just, it was just wild and fun. And it had all kinds of, and you know, they would have like Mount Hood keychains and in the next row down, it would have like, you know, psychedelic, I'm high keychains. So you just had to keep an eye out. You know, there was no differentiation. A little something for everybody. But it was great. It was just peaceful. And I loved it. And I wish I could spend more than a day there. And I just, it was wonderful. No idea that. So they're into the Squatch. Seattle, I didn't, I don't remember a, a big Squatch scene it's up in not, Seattle. It's not, well, because I've been to Mount Rainier now. And yeah. I can say that the Squatch scene in Seattle, <laughs> in Mount, at Mount Rainier, which is south of Seattle. Yeah. Um, it's not quite as big as it was in Portland. Yeah. This is and what it, happens yeah. when uh, places like Portland decriminalize all drugs. <laughs> Everyone thinks, like, what's going to happen? Is it going to be the rise of these gangs, these fucking drug zombies? No, it's the rise of Sasquatch groups. One of the it's first- just the rise of people getting high going, man, I think there's a fucking Sasquatch over there. One of the things I saw when I got off the plane was a Bigfoot burgers in the air. <laughs> That's what it is. I will tell you, though, and then we can we can wrap this up. Yeah, but this was, again, I apologize that we missed the podcast oh. two weeks in a row because I did feel really bad about it's okay. it. This was one of the reasons, though. Um, she but, was out hunting Sasquatch. Well, that's that's the reason, folks. So I'm on this trail. <laughs> it's called the Tom, Dick, and Harry Trail. Yes. And um, creative naming. It, I loved it. I the ones with the goofiest names are always See? the most fun. This is again. This is why everyone thought Portland would would go nuts when when they let them do all the drugs. They're just naming trails Tom, Dick, and Harry I, Trail. Well, there's also a time. It, it leads to Tom, Dick, and Harry Mountain, but I oh. couldn't. I didn't have then that. There's much. a Joe Jerkoff <laughs> Lane. <laughs> 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 Follow exactly. Joe Jerkoff Lane takes you back to the parking lot. <laughs> Um, I'm on this trail and I am very hyper aware when I'm hiking by myself because Pat doesn't really like to hike. Our son doesn't really like Not to hike. Not like you. You're like no. a fucking Olympic athlete. Like I can't do hikes with her. I'm I'm like, you know, I go out with her and she's like, oh, it's easy. It's not easy. And she looks at me like I'm a fucking, like I'm a pansy until, and this has happened multiple times, there's another person with us, yeah. like her sister or one of my buddies. And then they have the same reaction I do to one of AJ's quote unquote easy, easy hikes. hikes. And I go, maybe LeBron, you're a little bit better at basketball than we are. What are you talking about? I think this trail is considered moderate to difficult, but I only went halfway. <laughs> you texted me and said it would have killed me. It would have killed you. Yeah. 
Which, listen, once you start getting into switchbacks, that's when I don't bring Pat. Because switchbacks means it's a very steep incline. The only time I've done switchbacks (laughs) was in Hawaii uh, in a volcano. And I almost And he thought he was going to die. I thought I was going to just throw myself into the volcano (laughs) instead of trying to get out of it. So lots of switchbacks. But I am very hyper aware when I'm hiking by myself. Because you have to be. You have to be aware of your surroundings, people, animals. It was kind of creepy because there was a ton of snow, but just enough where I could wear my hiking shoes with the yak tracks. Like I wasn't sinking, but the snow was melting off the trees. So you would hear noises all around you. And you were like, holy shit, there's something behind me. Sasquatch. And it's not. Well, no, but I did think, and, and now in hindsight, I should have thought it was Sasquatch because that would have been more fun. <laughs> The only time I was scared on that hike was I was about two and a half miles in. So you're definitely far into the mountain by then. Sure. And you can't hear the traffic anymore. It's If it's not silent, there's just snow melting. I mean, you did say you wanted to get lost in the woods. And I did. I'm hiking and I, I'm by myself. There were It was a heavy pop, heavily populated trail. There were a lot of people hiking, but there were long stretches where it's just you because um, it's a long trail. I saw a brown animal, a large brown animal, running down the trail because I was going up a hill. Nice. And my instant thought was, this is where I die. This is where I'm attacked by a grizzly. There you go. It's a bear. You thought it was a bear. I thought Pat is going to be so mad at me. (laughs) You know, I would only be mad at you because you would leave me in the world of online dating. And... (laughs) You know, I can take a lot of punishment in life, and I think I have. Not online dating. But if you throw me into the world of fucking swiping left and right, oh, cur- I would curse you. <laughs> yeah, I would raise you from the dead to kill you again. But I also, I'm like, okay, well, I don't have bear spray on me, but I know to make noise and, you know, don't hide from the thing. Like, make it know that you're there. Amber. And yeah, I should have, th- again, in hindsight, it would have been more fun if I thought it was a Sasquatch. Unfortunately, yeah. thought I, was, I thought it was a grizzly bear. <laughs> Um, Because there was nobody behind it until uh, a woman in pink emerged over the top of the hill. It was a very large golden retriever that had hiked further than its owner. Because these dogs, most of them are off the leash. They just just go running around the forest. Yeah, they just go on the trail ahead of their owners. I'm like, I didn't see her in time. And (laughs) I walked past this dog, sweetest dog in the world, said hi to me. And I said to the owner, I said, thought she was a grizzly and she goes you're the second person to say that today dude i mean if you would have fucking like bear maced a a golden retriever cosmo if you would have you know (laughs) i didn't i didn't have could you imagine that this is how dogs end up getting taken out by doing dumb shit like this you're so on guard you're like is it sasquatch i'm still a grizzly bear it's kind of a reason i'm still a big believer that pets should be on a leash on the trail but that's just my opinion it's the same reason why people are killing people like in the street is it a burglar is it a bad guy Oh, it was a Girl Scout. Oh, no! <laughs> so, I, yeah, that was the only scary part of the, the hike. And, Thanks. yeah, I kind of wish it would have been like a Bigfoot. I wasn't even thinking to look for Bigfoot. You know, but... let me tell you something. You know, my mom uh, famously died in a uh, memory ward care, losing her mind to vascular dementia. But even in her most demented state, as she would sit there in front of the TV and they would have on a show called Sasquatch Hunters, she would turn around to me and go, they never find the Sasquatch. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.